Welcome to Chase the Oaks, everybody. I hope you are living your best life this summer. Happy 4th of July weekend. We are so glad that you've joined us this weekend. We are kicking off a brand new series on the book of Proverbs, thinking about words for the wise. I can't speak for you, but I can speak for me. And I think we are living in a day and age where we need more wisdom than ever. Parenting, it just seems like it needs a little bit more wisdom than it did 20 years ago. You know, like the conversations that I feel like I have to have with my children. I'm like, my parents never talked to me about this stuff. Nevertheless, we need wisdom for it. I think if you find yourself in the single category, I think dating needs more wisdom than it did 20 years ago. I hadn't dated in like 10 years, been married for almost 10 years, but my single friends tell me it requires lots of apps and lots of wisdom. And I'm just like, I don't know how you keep all this stuff together, but on some level you need some, some wisdom for that. Um, I think gas stations are forcing a lot of people to carry some wisdom as to how far they're going to go. And they got people praying about stuff at gas stations. Now, they ain't never prayed about, you know. I had a friend come over uh, a little bit ago, and I was like, man, what took you so long? He's like, I had to decide between gas or the tollway, okay. And so I took the streets to get to your house. I'm like, man, we got people praying about stuff they didn't used to have to pray about. Um, I actually have... Um, a texting service that I use where I actually send out encouraging texts to people um, each and every week. So whenever I do corporate engagements or whatnot, people can sign up to get encouraging texts from me. There's a few thousand people that are signed up for this text. And so about every four to six weeks, I'll send out um, a text to, to people in corporate America or and in church where I'll say, hey, you got anything in your life that I can that I can pray about? And so we did this last week. Do you want to know the number one prayer request from people, Christians and not Christians? Because even non-Christians are like, dude, I'll take somebody praying for me, okay? So, so th this is the number one request. Amongst many things, but the number one request was wisdom for a career decision. It's number one. There, there were so many people that were sitting in a cubicle in an office, in a home office, and trying to decipher right or left. What's happening in corporate America is we hear this phrase, the great resignation. A lot of people are coming and a lot of people are going and they're trying to make decisions about do I start my own business? What, where, where do I go to the left or to the right? So whether you find yourself in the church category or whether or not you find yourself in just the searching category, guess what we all need regardless of our age? Wisdom. And so we're taking this month to look uh, at some wisdom from uh, what we know in Scripture to be one of the wisest men to, to ever live. His name is Solomon, and he's got an incredible story. I want you to understand the backstory of how we got the book of Proverbs. We see it in 1 Kings chapter 3. It says that Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream. And God said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. Just imagine that for a moment, okay? Just imagine you get one wish from the almighty God. Solomon answered, You have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his throne this very day. 
Now, Lord, my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David, but I'm only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? So he, he steps into a, a, a kingdom and he's in charge and he's just going, I, God, I got to be honest, I'm going to need some help. So if I, if I get one wish from you, would you just give me discernment to do, the, do this job well? And, and the scripture tells us that the Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, since you have asked for this and not for long life or for wealth for yourself, nor have asked for the death of your enemies, because some of us would ask for that, right? Would you just strike them down, God? Okay, so he said, you didn't do that. But for discernment and administering justice, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor Will there ever be? Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both wealth and honor, so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings. So God sets this guy up. He's going to go, hey, I'm going to give you an incredible amount of wisdom. I'm also going to give you an incredible amount of wealth. Um, historians have actually done the math on inflation, and they have actually estimated that Solomon's wealth in today's day and age would be about $2.3 trillion. That's with the T in case you didn't hear. I said trillion, okay? There aren't any trillionaires, but that's what Solomon would be. If you look up the richest people in history, Solomon's on everybody's list. He's, on, he's number one on some people's. There's another king from Egypt that's on somebody's. They kind of go back and forth. But there is no argument that even outside of Scripture, history would tell you, Solomon has something you should be paying attention to. This is a person that has an extreme amount of success, and he writes Proverbs. Now, here's the kicker with Proverbs. It sounds great because the way I like to see Proverbs is it's a trillionaire's Twitter account, okay? It's just a bunch of tweets off, off, going on and on, and it's just like, man, this is such good stuff. And it's like, if he was living today, he'd be like, oh, I got to retweet that. I got to reshare that. I like that, man. That's amazing. And so... Here's the great thing about Proverbs. It was written for one guy, his son. His son was taking over his position, and he's going, hey, son, let me just give you a playbook. Hey, son, if you, I knew how hard this job was. This job was so hard that when God gave me one wish, I said, would you just help me do this job? That's how hard I know it is. And so in light of the wisdom he gave me for the hardest job in the land, I'm going to leave you an instruction manual. And, and so what he does is he outlines how to live, rule, and reign as a king. And so, so what I want to look at is this, this instruction manual from a father to a son. And there are three things that I want to look at, at just uh, staying within the confines of, of Proverbs chapter 1 through 3. Another 
principle if, if you're just beginning your faith. Uh, one of the things that I do in my own personal life is I like to think a proverb a day keeps the doctor away. I don't know where that comes from, but that's just kind of how, how I think. And so a lot of times I'll say, okay, today is July 1st or today's July 2nd or 3rd or 4th or 5th or 6th or 7th. And whatever day it is, I read that proverb. So I would be reading, you know, Proverbs 1 or Proverbs 7 and and I'm telling you, it's, it's never failed me. There's always something that jumps off the page at me that goes, Solomon's right. That, that's probably the best way to do business. He's, yeah, he's right. You should probably stay away from those people. Yeah, he's right. And so if you're at the beginning stages of trying to figure out your faith, and maybe the Bible is very intimidating, hey, home plate, proverb a day, it will keep the doctor away. So there's, there's three things that I, I want us to look at, um, three uh, proverbs here that I think are going to help us understand what it looks like to be a person that is truly wise. And the first one I want to look at is here in, in Proverbs chapter 3. Here's what he says. He says, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. The, the first thing, if, if you're taking notes this weekend, is I think wise people think they need more wisdom. Wise people sit around and go, I probably should learn more. But what can happen for us, the more successful we are, the older we get, the more money we make, the more accolades we have, the more degrees we attain, the, the more followers we have. We get into this position of, I know something that you don't. And so there can be this thing in us that's just going, I got it. To which sometimes I just got to look in the mirror and sometimes I got to look at other people and go, are we sure we got it? I'm not so sure that we got it. Have you ever met a know-it-all? And they just, they just know it all. And let's just fill in the blank with the it. They're a health know-it-all, right? They're a, they're a meal prep know-it-all. They're a fitness know-it-all. They're a political know-it-all. They're a parenting know-it-all. They kids crazy, but they know it all. It's like, like there's, they're a, they're a Bible know-it-all. You know what I mean? Like you've got these people that, we could just find ourselves in this position looking at them like, you, you think you're a know-it-all, but we can carry that too. At some point, I think we've got to have enough humility to go, you know, I may, I may know a lot, but there's a lot that I, that I don't know. In fact, I've, I've been using that phrase a lot lately. I don't know. And it's very disappointing for people because people ask me questions and they expect me to have answers for everything and, I'm, and, and I, I used to you know what I used to do I, I used to feel so much pressure to have an answer for everything that when people would ask me questions I didn't know the answer to I would just lie I'd just make something up and make it sound smart right? I just use big words I'm like hey that sounds right it's like I don't know people ask somebody asked me the other day they're like man Ryan do you know when Jesus is coming back I said I don't know ask Jeff I don't know I don't know Hey, is my dog going to be in heaven? I don't know. I ain't never been. I don't know. I mean, like sometimes you just, you just have to be honest about these things. And, something, and you feel like I'm lesser than because I don't know. No, you're actually smarter than because it puts you in a position to say, you know what? I'm, there's something in this world that I can learn. And I'm not always in the know. Solomon's looking at his son going, hey, you should err on the side of 
not knowing than Aaron on the side of being so impressed with your own wisdom. I might went to do my uh, kind of my yearly checkup. And, and when I go do a yearly checkup, I, I say, I want everybody here. I want everybody at work. I want to see everybody. I want to see the nutritionist. I want to see the physical. I want, I want everything. Give me the works. Okay. So they said, hey, our, you're going to sit with our nutritionist. And uh, they said, we're going to give you some homework before you come in. We want you to write down and journal. Okay. They want you to journal for three days, everything you eat, okay? Now, I'm tempted to lie, right? Which, for what? That's not wise, okay? Nevertheless, they're like, write down everything that you eat. I had green drinks on there. I also had pizza, okay? So there, this could go one of a couple ways. And the nutritionist comes in, and she's reading the journal, and she shows it to me. I'm like, I know what it says. I wrote it. And she goes, do you think this is healthy? And I said, hey, ma'am, no disrespect. But I'm not paying you to convince me that I'm awesome. Okay, listen, that's not why I'm here. I'm here for you to tell me. I'm not the wise person here, okay? You are, so you tell me what I need to be doing different in light of the person that I want to be. I think sometimes we can be surrounded by wisdom and not take it. Sometimes I think we can be surrounded by wisdom and go, I got this and I don't need to learn from anybody else, what I want to encourage you to do this weekend is be a lifelong student. Be a lifelong student, and it doesn't mean you can't take a stand for what you think is right, but while you're taking a stand, I think you should do so with a pen and pad and go, hey, this is what I believe, but you know what? I realize that there are some other people in this world that could be my neighbors and could be my colleagues and could be my my coworkers and could be my classmates and could be on my team or they could be a parent of, of, of of another teammate of my son. And guess what? There's perhaps something that I can learn from somebody else. And so the first thing that you have to know this weekend is I think wise people consistently think, ah, I could use some more wisdom. I've not, I've not arrived. In fact, I love what Proverbs chapter 1 verse 2 says. That he's explaining the purpose of Proverbs. He says their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline. To help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives. To help them do what is right, just, and fair. These proverbs will give insight to the simple. Knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding, receive guidance. What Solomon knew is you could be the smartest person in the room and still need a little bit of guidance because life throws us curveballs. And in those moments, my hope and prayer is that we would be the kind of people that would be humble enough to say, I don't know everything and maybe... And maybe this parent's got younger kids than me, and I, and, and, and I could be in a position to go, well, what do they know? Well, you, you just never know what they know. It could be a, a couple that has, hasn't been married as long as you, but they still got that fire. They still got that love in their eyes, and you go, well, maybe there's something I could, could learn from them that no matter where you find yourself in life, no matter how successful you find yourself, what Solomon shows us is that, man, these proverbs can help even a wise person become even more wiser. Here's some more insight that Solomon gives his son about 
wise people. Proverbs chapter 1, he says, My child, if sinners entice you, turn your back on them. My child, don't go along with them. Stay far away from their paths. They rush to commit evil deeds. They hurry to commit murder. If a bird sees a trap being set, it knows to stay away. The second thing I think wise people do is they spend time with other wise people. Wise people, they spend time with other, other wise people. There's these times where I think we don't understand just how much the people in our life can plant ideas in our head. I think attitudes are viral. Attitudes are contagious. I watch it happen all, all the time. You, you could, it's amazing how much a person can be swayed just by who they're hanging around and how their moods can be transferred and, and, and how in one moment somebody could be going, man, the country we live in, man, it's horrible here. And you'd be going, yeah, man, it's horrible here. And then, and then all of a sudden you're like, man, isn't it awesome that we're free to worship and sing and, and, and go as a place? Like, man, that's, it's pretty awesome. And it's just like, you're just swayed with whatever attitude you're around. And so Solomon's looking at his son. He's going to go, hey, as you're trying to discern and make great decisions about what is right and what is wrong, be careful who you spend your time with because you're going to have friends that say, buy this. You're going to have friends that says, date them. You're going to have friends that say, let's go here or perhaps smoke this or drink this. And you can wake up one day and just ask yourself, how in the world did I get here? And you got influence to get there one friend at a time. So Solomon's going, hey, son, just be careful who you spend a great deal of time with. He says, when a bird sees a trap, it flies in the other direction. I mean, he's just making a... It's almost an insult, it feels like to me. He's like making a comparison to birds to us, right? It's inferred. He's going, hey, let me just... A bird. Here's what I've observed. Okay, here's the wisdom bestowed upon me from on high. When a bird sees a trap, it says, and flies in the other direction. But how many of us have friends, when they see a trap, they're like, nah. <laughs> let's see what happens. We know what's going to happen. It's like, man, at some point he's going, hey, you don't, you don't want to have those kind of friends that lead you in directions where you're going to fall into into some traps. I think that there's all kind of traps that you and I can fall for. I think one of the ones that certainly can plague our culture is an envy trap. Social media can do that to you. You might have already had a great vacation. You might have been on vacation looking at somebody else also on vacation and comparing your vacation to their vacation and you came to the conclusion must be nice to be on that beach as you're on a beach and you just find yourself going my life is just not where I thought it would be by now and everyone always looks happier in their photos than we do and there is this thing in us that I think we need good friends that say hey how about we not fall for that trap <laughs> I think another 
trap is a, is a money trap. I just call this the target trap because you go into Target expecting to just buy one thing. You went there to get some Lysol wipes. You walked out with a couch. How in the world did that happen? It's just so enticing. Amazon, it's just too easy, you know. It's like, it'll just be at the door. Yeah, well, we add that to the cart. And it's just, you can find yourself in some of these traps. And I, I just think wise people surround themselves with other wise people who encourage them to make smart decisions. Not just smart decisions. Godly decisions. This would be ideal. I'm an idealist. Oh, sue me. But let me just. It'd be ideal if you had a person in your life who was asking you about your faith. That would be ideal. Like, when was the last time you had somebody in your life look you in the eyes and say, How's your faith? What was the last thing you learned from just spending time in, in the Word of God? How? How are you really doing? And I get it. It's summertime, right? Sometimes it's like, oh, I'm just going to take a break. I'm just taking a break. I'm just taking a break. I would argue it's probably not a good idea to take a break spiritually. I don't think that there's ever a good season for that. I think for us, we ought to have people in our life that don't just help us make good decisions, but help us make godly decisions. And in the event that you don't have that kind of person that's asking those kind of questions, my hope and prayer is that we would be the kind of people, we would be the kind of friends that ask those tough questions. That this very week, we would move slow enough, not just to, hey, how you doing? Good, okay, how's the kids? Okay, great, okay, how was Mexico? Okay, great, you went to Cabo? Okay, how was Florida? Okay, and we just kind of go through the checklist of the summer questions. You barbecuing? Hey, can I come to your house and eat? Okay, we just go through the deal. But I just imagine while you're chewing on barbecue ribs, okay, while you're lighting up fireworks, okay, while you're putting out lawn chairs to see the fireworks and all that, I just hope that we might just have a moment with our family, our friends, or our neighbors where we just would pause long enough to just go, man, I know this might be kind of weird, but man, how, how you doing? How's, how's your faith? You'd be surprised how many people don't have five friends in the world that would ask them how their faith is. Contrary to popular belief about Christians, I think we could change the world. I take pride in being a friend. I do. In my mind, I think you're never going to have a friend like me, a Christian one, who goes over the top, crazy, generous, cares about your faith, cares about your family, and goes deeper than the status quo. Yeah, my team won the NBA Finals, but I think that there's more important things to life than just sports. So, yeah, we can talk about that, but, man, can we talk about something that matters, and that's your soul. I love being a friend. Yeah, I, I think Christians could make an absolute difference if we were to copy and paste some of this wisdom into some of our relationships. Proverbs 1, verse 20 says this, Wisdom shouts in the streets. I love that wisdom is referred to as she. Reminds me of my wife. Wisdom... Shouts in the street. She cries out in the public square. She calls to the crowds along the main street, to those gathered in the front of the city gate. I called you so often, but you wouldn't come. I reached out to you, but you paid no attention. You ignored my advice and rejected the correction I offered. Then it says, for the Lord grants wisdom from his mouth. 
come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. Sometimes common sense isn't all that common. The last thing that I think is vitally important to understand about wise people is that wise people put into practice what they have learned. Wise people put into practice what they have learned. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a vast difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge is acquired through education. Knowledge is acquired through listening to messages, listening to Podcast. Did you know that in the year of 2020 alone, there were 900,000 new podcasts that were created? What that simply means is that you and I were extremely bored and we said, let's just start a podcast, okay? Nevertheless, what we have is a plethora of knowledge at our fingertips. We are all one to two clicks away from learning just about anything. You can YouTube how to build a house in 2022. Okay, there is nothing that you can't do right now just with the Internet. There is a plethora of knowledge. However... Wisdom comes from experience. Wisdom is a history, so to speak, of great decisions. Wisdom is this idea of saying, okay, I took this knowledge that I had and I said, you know what, I better go do that. So I know that I should eat healthy, so let me just go over here and practice that. All right, I know that I should go save money, so let me go over here and practice that. I know that I probably shouldn't hang out with these people. And it's a very difficult decision to make. So you know what? I'm going to be okay with loneliness on a Friday night. And that's okay. I've had plenty of those nights. Where I... You know what I'm amazed by? The older I get, I'm amazed by who I used to be jealous of. Blows my mind. I'm amazed at who I... I, would have killed to hang out with that now I'm going, man, I, I, I think I dodged the bullet. A couple of them I look at and I go, I think I dodged jail from that night. Okay, like the, on some level, okay, you just, but sometimes you could just feel this loneliness thing and just going, you know what, it's probably wise to sit back. And I, the, the, the question for the weekend that I, I really want you to, to think about the question that I, I want you to consider talking about over the holidays, the question I want you to consider talking about over lunch, over dinner this week is this is, is there any wisdom in your life that you need to put into practice this summer? Is there any wisdom in your life that you need to put into practice this summer? It could be saving money. It could be praying with your spouse. It, it could be doing a Bible study with your kids. It could be forgiving someone. You know it's the wise thing to do, but perhaps you just have yet to actually practice it. What breaks my heart is watching someone that makes bad decisions over and over and over and over again. 
in the interesting trap of bad decisions where they had the knowledge and they just never applied it is you think less of yourself. You think you're less valuable. So if you've made, let's say, um, some poor marital decisions, some poor relationship decisions, some poor financial decisions, you can find yourself in this hopelessness place of just going, okay, I'm just going to live beneath my potential. Hey, I've made some bad relationship decisions, so therefore I don't deserve a good person. Bad people are attracted to me, so I guess this is just, this is just, this is just my lot. This is just going to be my journey. Here's, here's what I want to encourage everybody with this weekend. Regardless of the decisions that you've made up until this point, it is never too late to start making the right decisions. It is never too late to put a stake in the ground to say, you know what, from this day forward, I want to be counted amongst the wise. I don't want it to just be something I read or a quick post I saw and thought, oh, yeah, that's good. You want to know when it's going to be really good? When you apply it. I think at some point all of the books and all of the podcasts and all of the information has to change into transformation into our lives. I think when Solomon's looking at his son, he's, he's going, hey, son, I, if I'm you, wisdom is right underneath your nose. It's right there. It's in the streets. It's calling out to you. When it does... Don't go in the opposite direction of where it tells you to go. And if you see a trap, go in the opposite direction of that. My son, take a lesson from the birds. If you see a trap, go in the opposite direction. Do not fall for the trap of believing that the decisions you have made has made it too late for you. It's never too late to make a godly decision. God, I thank you so much for the opportunity we've had to look at your word this weekend. God, I I pray that you would help us to have wisdom. I pray, God, that we would position ourselves to think that we need more of it, that we would be lifelong learners. God, I pray that you would put us in a position to surround ourselves with other wise people. I pray, God, that we would also be the wise person that other people should surround themselves with. And God, I pray that you would help us to copy and paste the knowledge that you have made so readily available to us. And may we find a way to turn that into wisdom, practiced knowledge. In Jesus' name we pray, everybody said, amen.